Hello, my name is Danielle Casey, Senior Pastor of Triumphant Love Lutheran Church located in Austin, Texas. I would like to welcome you as part of our family as you join us for the audio portion of our Sunday morning worship service today. You may also choose to watch this service as a video broadcast by looking for the YouTube link in the description of the podcast. You may also go to our website, tllc.org, and look for the recorded Sunday worship service. Through this website, you can also find out more information about our congregation. Join us now as we begin our service with a musical prelude. Hello, I'm Pastor Danielle Casey, and welcome to Worship Where You Are with Triumphant Love Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas, on the second Sunday of Lent. Just a few announcements and reminders for you. We continue to gather your prayer request cards, and we also appreciate your offering. You can send that in to us at the church via snail mail or using our online giving platform on our website. It is still the season of Lent, and we continue through it using our Crossroads devotions. So if you haven't yet picked one up, it is not too late to stop by during church office hours to do so. We're also beginning to gather gifts for Easter lilies given in honor or in memory of a loved one. So you can pick up envelopes and drop off money for that during the coming weeks as we make our way to Easter. And now we begin with the confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the keeper of the covenant, the source of steadfast love, our rock 
and our Redeemer. Amen. God hears us when we cry out from the crossroads of life and draws us close in Jesus Christ. Let us return to the one who is full of compassion. Fountain of living water, pour out your mercy over us. Our sin is heavy and we long to be free. Rebuild what we have ruined and mend what we have torn. Wash us from your cleansing flood. Make us alive in the spirit to follow in the way of Jesus as healers and restorers of the world you so love. Amen. Beloved, God's word never fails. The promise rests on grace. By the saving love of Jesus Christ, the wisdom and power of God, your sins are forgiven. God remembers them no more. Journey in the way of Jesus. Amen. We sing.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, by the passion of your blessed Son, you made an instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life. Grant us so to glory in the cross of Christ that we may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I now invite our young people to gather round to join me for a children's message. It's good to be with all of you today, wherever you are joining in worship. You can see I brought a game. Do any of you like to play games? Maybe video games or maybe sometimes old-fashioned board games like this. Have you ever played this one? It's called The Game of Life. Yeah. You can tell that we've played it a lot at our house because it's a little bit banged up from a lot of uh, competitive play, you might say. I think this game has really got something because it's been around 150 years. So people have been playing this game of life for generations. And to me, there are parts of this game that are quite a bit like real life. You get to make choices about, oh, the color of your car or about uh, which job you might like to have, whether you're going to be married and have kids. But there are parts of this game that to me are not all that much like real life. For instance, you start off at the beginning with $200,000. And at the end of the game, you actually get more money for the number of kids, the number of babies you have had. And in my experience, kids cost money more than they give money. And in fact, at the end of the game, you win the whole thing by having the most money. Which got me wondering, is that what life is really all about? Money? Even winning? Today, Jesus tells us that is not the case. And in fact, I would say what he tells us about that is a little bit hard for us to hear. He says, if any want to become my followers, let them take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them? What will it gain them to gain the whole world and yet forfeit or give up their life? As I heard Jesus' words that are pretty familiar at this point in my life and realized, again, how hard they are to hear, how hard they are to live by, especially in our world and in our culture, I was thinking about how, for some people, life is all about winning the game. It's all about cars and houses and money and stuff. But we are called to live a different life. Jesus calls us to more important things in life, to fill our lives instead with prayer and scripture study and sharing what we have with others. Jesus' life, we see, is guided by such things, so much so that he gave his life for us. Jesus was guided by living for others, so much so that he gave his life on the cross for all of us. 
And when we follow him in that kind of living, he promises that we will find life. Not this kind of life, but the true life that is found only in him. So as you pick up your video games, or maybe you're playing a board game, remember what Jesus said about life and live that way. Will you pray with me? Our hands we fold, our heads we bow. It's time to talk to God now. Dear God, thank you for Jesus, who shows us how to live and helps us find true life by loving you and others. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with our scripture readings for today. Please join us in reading Psalm 22, verses 23 to 31. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him. All you offspring of Israel. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you cometh my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. To him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting. Offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting. Offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Jesus gave his mandate. Share the news that he came to save us. And set us free. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter. Then Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, but turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? 
those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his fathers with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort and joy. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort and joy. Help us to be faithful, standing steadfast, walking in your precepts, led by your word. Listen, listen, God is calling, through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort and joy. Listen, listen, God is calling, through the word inviting, Offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. If you are familiar with the Gospel of Mark, perhaps you know that we find ourselves smack dab in the middle of his story with today's scripture. And if you are not very familiar with this gospel, all you need to do is flip through a few pages to notice the same truth, that 8 falls halfway to 16. In fact, you will see that we are smack dab in the middle of a story within the middle of the story. Today's verses pick up in the middle of a journey as Jesus and his disciples make their way to Jerusalem. They are quite literally traveling on a way, on a road, but the disciples are also metaphorically going along this way with Jesus as he explains and demonstrates what it means to follow him, to be his disciple. And along this way, Jesus tells the disciples three different times of what awaits him when he gets to Jerusalem, saying that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days, rise again. Each time I imagine Jesus' words were shocking, but perhaps none so much as this very first time. Because Jesus has just asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And then he asks them more pointedly, but you, who do you say that I am? To which Peter responds with his faithful confession, you are the Messiah. In response to Peter's correct confession, Jesus then explains exactly what it means for him to be the Messiah. Namely, that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected and be killed and after three days rise again. Now, you don't have to be a literary or theological genius to guess that that was not the answer Peter was expecting. He perhaps imagined that Jesus would be rightly claiming the throne of his ancestor David as the prophets had declared. He perhaps imagined that Jesus would be leading a revolt that would overturn the Roman occupation of Israel. Peter perhaps imagined Jesus would one day soon be served by all people and that he and the other disciples would get to bask in the glow of being those first and most trusted, earliest of followers. So right now, I imagine Peter and the other disciples are beginning to think that they have hitched their horse to the wrong wagon. Jesus' understanding of being the Messiah 
did not align with theirs, with anyone's, for that matter. So smack dab in the middle of the story, Peter and the other disciples find themselves at a crossroads, a place where their assumptions meet Jesus' reality, where the kingdoms of the world meet the kingdom of God, where confession meets discipleship. Their question at this turning point, at this crossroads, is, will Peter, will the other disciples, will we dare to go where Jesus leads? Will we take up our cross and follow? Will we dare to move any further? As I rolled that question around in my head this week, I couldn't help but think of a song that was very popular some years back called Dare You to Move by the band Switchfoot. And I didn't just come up with that own, but rather I heard it three different times throughout the week as I was listening to my workout music mix. Though I have about 600 songs in that set, And though I had my music set on random, three different times the song popped up in my week. Three different times Jesus tells his disciples along the way what lies ahead of him in Jerusalem. Three different times the disciples misunderstand and question and struggle. And three times Jesus dares them to move anyway. So I encourage you to go and search up that song on YouTube and listen to it for yourself. You might even pause our worship right here and go do it now, or maybe listen to it as a sort of postlude or even an interlude sometime during your week as you ponder Jesus' difficult words still further. But here are just a few of the lyrics that seem to resonate with this crossroads where Peter finds himself. Here are a few of the lyrics that seem to resonate with the crossroads where every disciple finds ourselves. Welcome to the fallout. Welcome to resistance. The tension is here between who you are and who you could be, between how it is and how it should be. The tension is most certainly here in the center of this gospel story. There is a tension between Jesus' titles and what he proclaims will happen to him. It just doesn't compute. The Messiah is not meant to have all these horrible things happen to him. Son of God should mean triumph and victory, not rejection and death. Expectations and reality collide at this crossroads. And we watch the fallout, the resistance, the tension. So Peter takes Jesus aside and begins to rebuke him. And Jesus turns to Peter one of his most trusted followers, and says, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Peter, the rock, has turned into a stumbling block. Just moments ago, he was confessing Jesus as Messiah, and now he is no longer following behind Jesus as a disciple should. Instead, he has moved in front of Jesus, trying to block his journey to Jerusalem. There is a tension between who Peter is and who Peter could be, and it is found in this crossroads of confession. And Peter wants something different for Jesus, too, something different than what lies ahead in Jerusalem. He wants for him all the things that a Messiah should get, power and prestige and honor, glory and triumph and praise. And of 
course, Peter probably wants his own disciples' share of those things as well. So here Peter renews those temptations which Satan himself presented to Jesus in the wilderness. Like Satan, you see, Peter offers Jesus a way out. And once again, there is tension between God's way and the world's way. There is a tension between how Peter thinks it should be and how it is. So in the words of the song, Jesus dares his disciples to move, to lift themselves up, saying, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. In the midst of all the tension and paradox, Jesus does not lose hope. He does not lose faith in these disciples. Instead, he challenges them. He dares them to move, to follow behind him on this journey to Jerusalem, this journey at the crossroads. He dares them to lift themselves up and dust themselves off after hearing this decidedly difficult news. He asks them to take up their crosses and deny themselves and the way of the world in order to follow him in the way of God. And when they do, when we do, we might realize the truth found in Switchfoot's lyrics. Maybe redemption has stories to tell. Maybe forgiveness is right where you fell. Where can you run to escape from yourself? Where are you going to go? Salvation is here. By inviting us to take up our crosses, Jesus takes Peter back to the beginning where all this trouble started, back to that whole suffering and be killed part of the equation. Jesus takes Peter back there because he seemed to miss the ending the first time around. He seemed to miss that all-important phrase, on the third day, be raised. It is there that Peter will realize that the redemption Jesus is offering will not only have stories to tell, but will be the greatest story ever told. It is there where Peter stumbled, where he got tripped up over Jesus' words and fell, that he will find forgiveness and renewal. Can't you just hear Jesus exclaiming those words? Where are you going to go, Peter? Salvation is right here. But Jesus isn't just saying this to Peter. He is saying this to all of us because we are all so much like Peter. At one moment confessing that Jesus is the Messiah and at the next objecting to what he tells us that means. We too alternate between rock and stumbling block, don't we? We too live at this crossroads of discipleship. Like Peter and the first disciples, we live at the crossroads of who we are and who we could be, between the way of the world and the way of God, between following the Jesus we want and following the Jesus who is. We live in the tension of our redemption, our forgiveness, coming through the suffering of Jesus on the cross. And yet we know salvation is here. It is only here. And in taking up our crosses, we are following Christ. And it is in following Christ that we can sing along. Redemption has my story to tell. 
Forgiveness is always right where I fell. And we will hear Christ sing back to us, Yes, where are you going to go? Salvation is here at the crossroads. Amen. We sing. in Christ, Jesus tells us to pick up our cross if we want to be his disciples. Let us pray to the Lord as we put the past behind us and humbly turn to follow Christ. God of compassion, the way of the cross is a mystery to us, just as it was to your disciples. But we have read and heard how your grace is displayed in your journey through suffering, rejection, and death. Please give us the gift of your spirit, so we have the strength to carry your cross and walk with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We confess, Lord, that we cannot see or even name our own cross, even though we try. Help us to see the cross you give us and give us faith to respond and follow you. When we are at a crossroads of faith, help us remember that it is in losing our life for your gospel that we find life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, refuge of the weary, so many people are suffering. The pandemic has touched all our lives in some way and caused death and sorrow for many. The recent winter storms have caused serious trouble, damage, and death. You have carried everyone's pain to the cross. Please give peace and rest to those who feel so lost for so many reasons. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, we love you and trust that you will never leave us. In your tender mercy, please hear these prayers of joy and concern from our congregation. We lift up our prayers of thanksgiving for the birth of Mira Scott Turley to Ryan and Megan and big brother Sam and Callan. We pray for those in need of healing, especially Jim and BJ, Deanna, Yates, Karen, and Kevin. For those in treatment for cancer, especially Barbara, Bob, Doug, and Jane. We pray for those who mourn the loss of loved ones, especially the friends and family of Donovan Alvarez and for those in our hearts and minds now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Faithful God, give us ears to hear your message and eyes to see your ways. Help us to respond with lives committed to your service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And the peace of Christ be with you always. 
please share a sign of Christ's peace with those around you and with those you meet throughout this week. Your continued support of our ministries is greatly appreciated. Our 2021 special offering recipients are shown on your screen. Please mark any special Lenten offerings as such. To give to our ministry, please mail in or drop off your offering. You may also give online by visiting our website or by scanning the QR code seen on your screen. Together, we are forming faith from roots to fruit. Let us pray. Faithful God, you walk beside us in desert places and you meet us at the crossroads, filling our hunger with your presence. Turn our hearts toward others that we may use these gifts and our very selves to share the good news of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you, lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. You call your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast, that renewed in the gift of baptism, we may come through the crossroads to the fullness of your grace. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
Holy God, our living water and our merciful guide, together with rivers and seas, wells and springs, we bless and magnify you. You led your people Israel through the desert and provided them water from the rock. We praise you for Christ, our rock and our water, who joined us in our desert, who joins us at the crossroads, pouring out his life for the world. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his life, death, and resurrection, we await your salvation for all this thirsty world. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. invite you to share the bread and wine or juice you have gathered at your home altar with those around you. For those not receiving the elements, a blessing may be given by placing the hands on the head or making the sign of the cross on the forehead. This is the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you.
Let us pray. God of steadfast love, at this table you gather your people into one body for the sake of the world. Send us in the power of your spirit that our lives bear witness to the love that has made us new. In Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And receive the blessing. God bless you that you may be a blessing. In the name of the holy and life-giving Trinity. Amen. We sing. Final reminder to join us on Wednesdays for our Lenten midweek worship where you are. And now go in peace. Remember the poor. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our message today. We are Triumphant Love Lutheran Church and are affiliated with the Southwest Texas Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. We are located in Austin, Texas. You can follow us on our website, www.tllc.org. We look forward to you seeking us out as our podcasts progress and further episodes are added. You have a great day, and may the Lord be with you.